Welcome to Politics on the Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. We are going to have a great show for you today. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning, Texas. Good morning, United States of America. And good morning, the rest of the world. How is everybody doing today as I continue to get this system up? How is it going out there in the one and only studio with the geniuses involved <laughs> well we keep looking for those guys but they're never around hey we're gonna you say a, uh, a good morning to harry that was a little richard elliott for you there harry that's uh, called sweet dreams hope you enjoyed that and uh jack and i were just we're not going to disparage harry but he's always does this oh oh one more thing one more thing what are you, Columbo? <laughs> <laughs> we love you, you Harry. Uh, oh, one more thing. We, <laughs> oh, yeah. We love we, Harry, we, though. We, we love Harry. Uh, you know, Harry always has one other thing. I'm still trying to get some sick, some of our own signal to the our guests, but keep on talking. Let's hear what uh, Brother Jack has to say this morning. Well, Brother Jack has written us a novel this morning. I, I got a sneak preview earlier. So, uh, Jack, take it away. Good morning, Egberto. Good morning, Jack. How you doing? Uh, I got a little piece on what I think patriotism is today. Yes. You know what a patriot is? He's a guy that goes into HR in the morning and changes his withholding exemptions to zero and nine to deprive, to deprive the government and the military-industrial complex of tax revenue. And while he's in the office, he cancels his health insurance because he is healthy and is willing to sacrifice his health security so the less fortunate can have health care. The patriot that will lay it on the line with how he or she spends their money. Deprive the banksters of their interest payments by not buying that new car, new house, new boat, or second mortgage. Stop paying the people and institutions that are enslaving you. These kinds of citizen actions is what it will take to beat back fascism. Those rats. Those rats. You know, know, uh, that is is such an interesting statement. uh, I shouldn't say an interesting statement, but I should say an interesting fact that's out there that one hopes we sometime take care of right now oh wow it seems like uh we have a slight technical issue that i don't have our signaling going all the way over not only to our our people on the internet but otherwise so as i I, as i fix that i want to ask jack to do me one favor express a little bit more about that statement that you made as I try to get some of my signaling taken care of. Is Jack still I've, there? I've, I've been thinking about, you know, what patriotism is and, you know, uh, what a flag-waving patriot is and what a patriot was back back in the time when, when my uh, generation came to the, uh, mm-hmm. to the United States in 1684, you know, and a Patriots would put their would put their principles where their mouth was and their pocketbooks were to beat back tyranny yeah. or anything else. You know that's what a patriot is. It's not. It's not that, getting on the. Go ahead. 
No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I, I was just uh, listening okay. to you. It's 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 not it's not the like I said. It's the person that is going to act on their own in some way to to fight this uh, government uh, government and corporate mixture that we have in politics today. I'm not I'm not seeing as it as so much a left or right issue anymore. It's what the corporation is doing to government, how it's changing government, how it's co-opting the Supreme Court. And it's going to take patriotism to beat this back. And I'm just trying to give a description of what I see a patriot to be today. You know, that's, it, it, that's, it's a shame. Uh, it, go ahead. Oh, go, oh, I was just going to add to Jack. Uh, you know, Jack, what we're in right now is a second Gilded Age. What I heard yesterday, they're talking about re- relaxing the child labor laws. And there we go back to the children in the sweatshops because they can get cheaper labor. What we need to do is start regulating and start. Re- uh, the Federal Trade Commission is in charge of breaking up monopolies and trusts. Well, under Reagan, that was all relaxed, and we see what happened. It's the fox watching the hen house is what it's doing. Oh, well, you know, we're the foxes. We'll watch the hen house, but we got to eat a few of them every now and then for food. Well, no, that's not what you do. Uh, I was uh, studying the Communications Act of 1996, which consolidated a lot of these things for broadcasters and oh well the the national association of broadcasters well we're self-regulating you know we we're uh, we're going to make sure that we do the right thing of course you are for your investors that's not the right thing for the public that's why radio is in such bad shape as it is today one of the reasons this station here does not prescribe to the garbage of the National Association of Broadcasters self-regulating Yahoo. We're going to make sure that we do the right thing. That's balderdash. Balderdash, balderdash. I say. What we need to do is bring back the regulations on radio and communications and start breaking up these trusts. That's what's causing the problem. They've gotten too big, too big to fail is what they used to say. Oh, this is too big to fail. Well, if it's too big to fail, you need to start breaking that up, you know, because, look, it's a simple matter of monopolies are bad. AT&T was broken up. And the reason they were broken up is because they were anti-competitive. So their anti-competitive behavior, then it just opened the door for folks like T-Mobile, Boost Mobile, more advancement, more development. You see, when you regulate Proper regulation, not overregulation, but proper regulation and a proper, properly regulated capital system. You can't beat that because there's competition for better products. The prices come down because you've got more vendors to choose from. When you take away the people's choices, and that's really what's happening here, you take away the choices, you say, okay, we're going to funnel the money to Corporation XYZ, XYZ, only you can make this widget that everybody's going to need. No, that's not the way it works. And what's happening is the corporations have bought off the politicians. Oh, we're going to make a two or three million dollar donation to your campaign reelection. Ooh, ah, Clarence Thomas. Yeah, let's take you on a, a, a tour of Italy or tour of uh, the world. And uh, when you know, we got that decision coming up on the on, on our on our company here. 
We know that you're going to vote favorably after you get back from that vacation we're going to provide you. And this is going on with the Supreme Court. I have never, ever seen such corruption in my entire life. What in the devil is going on in this country? And why are we letting them get away with it? This is wrong. You know what I say? Vote them out. Vote them out. Vote them out. Get rid of them. It, it is a, it is a it is a sad state that we're in right now. It is a complete sad state. Now, um, it looks we are we are still having a signal in from. We can hear each other now. Let me ask you one thing. Uh, uh, can Neil hear the studio right now, or you don't hear the studio, Neil? No, I do not. Please. Uh, but do you guys hear Neil at all? Or uh, oh, we, we uh, hear him. Yeah. yeah, we got him. Okay. Okay, that that gives me something. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to do right now. I'm going to start the program with the uh, a six minute video that we have set to go and i'm going to try to do uh, some adjustments here if i can uh, so that we can make sure that the folks over the air can hear because what happens is there's one particular set that's not hearing so we'll go ahead and do that now and then get back with 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 everybody mike lawler he wants to blame democrats uh congressmen new york congressmen Mike Lawler wants to blame Democrats for getting rid of the speaker, Speaker Boehner. I'm Speaker Boehner. Speaker uh, McCurt. Mc- <laughs> I forgot his name already. <laughs> McCarthy. All right. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side because the gall of this guy is, I think, amazing. But at least he had one good thing to say. He said that uh, Matt Gates should be expelled out of the house, out of the, the, the party, and also not the people who followed him and, and voted to kick him out as well. But those guys were just, according to his own words, useful idiots. Check this out. And member of the Main Street Caucus, Mike Lawler. Congressman, thank you very much. I hear you have an opinion about Matt Gates and that you do think he should be expelled. Oh, I think he should be expelled from the conference. No question. Uh, He violated the conference rules by bringing the motion to vacate forward uh, without a majority of the majority uh, and teamed up with 208 Democrats uh, to remove a duly elected House Republican speaker. He undermined the conference. He undermined the institution and he undermined the country. uh, And he doesn't care. Uh, and so to me, uh, I don't really see why we would have him part of our conference uh, going forward. Uh, it's clear he's not somebody who's willing to work within the conference uh, and wants to associate himself more with House Democrats uh, to remove a Republican speaker. So uh, I certainly believe uh, that he should be removed from conference. What about the other seven who voted alongside him, side of him? What do you think of them? I I think, unfortunately, uh, you know, some of them uh, were useful idiots in this crusade on on Matt Gaetz's part. Uh, It was petty. It was personal. uh, And it really, again, undermined uh, the the conference and the institution. Look, voters elected a House Republican majority to govern the House, to serve as a check and balance on the reckless spending of the Biden administration, five trillion dollars in new spending in two years. Uh, totally unsustainable. 
and they wanted us to do something about the border. Unfortunately, these eight individuals torpedoed the conference, uh, took out our best player on the, on the field, uh, if you will, uh, and, and created a constitutional crisis. Uh, we need to get a new speaker elected. We need to get back uh, to doing the work of the American people, uh, holding this administration accountable, reigning in spending, uh, dealing with our southern border, which in my home state of New York has created an absolute calamity. You have the mayor of New York City saying that the migrant crisis is destroying New York City. The governor saying there's no more room at the inn. We need to uh, slow down the influx at the border. Uh, we have real challenges, yeah. uh, and this this prevents us from dealing with those challenges. I think you're right about the border, and especially in the place like New York, where it is coming to a head. And, and I and I have questions about uh, the bipartisan nature of, of the House and whether it can work together. But I, I do want to get um, your uh, take on the two people that are currently now, I guess, leading the conversation about leading the House: Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan. Do you support either one of them? Well, so let me just comment on the bipartisan in nature of the House real quick. I, I think there was an opportunity yesterday, frankly. Uh, I am a member of Problem Solvers. We did have a meeting. Uh, and I think there was an opportunity for folks to put uh, the country above the insanity. Uh, and all 208 Democrats that were here uh, voted with Matt Gates. I think it was an opportunity that was missed. Uh, and I think it you know, left a lot of people with a bad taste in their mouth about the the ability of problem solvers yeah, you know, I, uh, to function. My understanding from the Democrats, part of the problem was that Kevin McCarthy just wasn't trustworthy for the Democrats, that he needed them to help pass the funding bill. And then he went on TV and blamed them for trying to shut down the government when that just wasn't the reality. They when that just wasn't the reality, as usual, they lie. Lawler is no friend of Democrats, all right? And I, 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 I use people like Lawler and other Republicans that are telling some truths about their own for exactly that reason. Because if they are saying these things, it shows you how bad it is. A, a good friend just sent me a text and thought that I was using Lawler as a good Republican. He's not. I mean, he comes out against AOC, he attacks AOC, and he attacks Mundir Jones. So uh, to my friend, my brother, who's just sent me the text, I am not here to defend this guy. I'm saying if this guy believes, Heston. if this guy believes Heston. that Matt Gates and all these guys Heston. are clowns, and we know he himself is a despicable uh, type of person who would pass policies that harm Americans, then it is definite that these guys are beyond the pale. So no, don't ever think that, th that these guys can pull one over any of us in the PDR posse, my brother. We All right. Uh, that is uh, what we have there. Uh, I tell you, I think now the connections may be up. I think the connections are up and I think everybody can hear everything now. Correct. All right. Anyhow, let's go back to the to the studio. Um, what do you think about that, uh, Howard? Well, let's see. What do I think about that? I think that Matt Gates should be expelled. The, the, the yeah. Speaker McCart McCarthy shot himself in the foot 
when he went out there, he said, oh, okay, I just worked with these people. He should have been praising them, saying, look, we had a crisis here. The government was going to shut down thanks to bipartisan politics, the good part of bipartisan politics. You don't have to worry about the government being shut down for at least for another 45 days. Now, the, the countdown is on. Let's not say that we're out of this, this crisis yet. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, but it just it, it drops the whole political process into chaos. They can't get anything done. They don't have a speaker, which is, you know, deciding factor on things. Uh, now it's polarized. Now it's paralyzed. And Matt Gates did not care about that. He didn't say, oh, well, you know, maybe for the better good, maybe we shouldn't do this right now. Maybe we'll take this up with him later. And the Democrats said, you badmouth this man. You know, of course, politicians are good, have a good thick skin and they get badmouthed all the time. However, I don't think that he had the full picture in view when he said, oh, well, I'm just going to take this guy out. Well, okay, now look what you've done. You've made a bigger mess than what was there before. And now we've got to clean it up. And I do hope that they expel him because he has no place there. Not doing stuff like this. The greater good is not being served. The the selfish, tiny little man up there who is saying, oh, well, I got to do things my way. Well, your way doesn't work because we've just... We've just thrown the government into a tailspin. Now what do we do? Thank you, Matt, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, so. well, look, I mean, I, I think um, I'm, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to uh, postpone Neil Aquino till tomorrow because it turns out that uh, we're having some technical oh, no. difficulties with bringing the three things. And Neil has some important subjects to cover. So, uh, Neil, uh, I, I, I want to apologize that we have some technical difficulties. Can we do this tomorrow? And I'll continue with the, uh, with the program with the, with the other side of the things. Okay. Great. Thank you. Right. Um, uh, I, every now and then, folks, we have it, these these types of issues that occur. Um, but anyhow, we have quite a few subjects to cover. First of all, 713-526-5738 is the number to call in. 713-526-5738. Give us a call. Anyway, I, I want to I jump hey, on a, an Im- Yes, sir. Uh, Jack says yes. we need some geniuses. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I need to get some geniuses in here. That's what I need to do. So, uh, okay. I, I actually, what, what I actually, what I think it is because uh, this is the the setup that has worked before. I think we actually have a technical problem within the uh, a piece of software that we have here that I'm going to have to look into after the program is done uh, because we've done this before. But anyhow, we want to cover Medicare Advantage, folks. Um, every Everybody knows that this is the time of the year when we start to get uh, people signing up for Medicare. This is a okay. Well, now we don't have Egberto. Looks like the Gremlins have uh, taken over things. Well, uh, Egberto, Egberto is back. That's oh, not. That's ah. not. <laughs> Tin cans yeah, and string, man. The, 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 ten, the 10 cans and strings continue to work. Anyhow, uh, Medicare Advantage, here, here is a deal, folks. This is important. This is the time of the year that all folks, or older folks, when you're over 65, you're starting to look for your health care options. 
And there are two options, really, two major options. You either get standard Medicare or you get Medicare Advantage. They like to sell Medicare Advantage. I don't know why Medicare Advantage has the name Advantage on it. I don't know why it has the name Medicare on it. Do realize it's important for you to know that Medicare Advantage has very little to do with Medicare. Medicare Advantage is private insurance, just like you have private insurance that you get when you go out there. And the same problems you have with private insurance is what you will have with Medicare Advantage because it is run by the private sector. It's a for-profit sector and they don't lose money. So therefore, if costs start to go up, if too many people start to get sick, they try to reduce the services they provide you to pay the bills. Punto y final. No two ways about it. They are a for-profit. When the, when you have standard Medicare, there is it will always be there. Now, the selling point of Medicare Advantage right now is that they have all kind of frills. Oh, we cover dental. We cover your eyes. We cover your ears. All these things are true. In the short term, they make sure to have all these things covered. They also, uh, many, of, many of them have no premiums. If you get standard Medicare, there's a small premium that you're going to pay. You don't pay that if, uh, many times with Medicare Advantage. It's the gimmick. But also Medicare Advantage, of course, for giving you all of that, they charge more to the government. So the government takes our Medicare dollars, that 3% that you pay in your check, that goes into the Medicare fund. Uh, that's your premium, if you will, that you paid all of your work in life. That is what actually pays Medicare. And that then goes, the, the Medicare Advantage private companies who never wanted to insure old people before, they decided to come back into the market after they bribed the government to give them 20% on average more than standard Medicare costs. And that's how they can give you a few frills. Now, here is the kicker. They determine what doctors you go to. They determine what medicines you take. They determine what hospitals you go to. A friend, uh, everybody who listens to this station probably listens to Ted Hart. I mean, uh, uh, Tom Hartman. Tom Hartman, uh, I interviewed him a few months ago, and he told a story about his uh, friend who had uh, prostate cancer. He didn't know that. And the friend knew where he wanted to go. He wanted to go to the Mayo Clinic. And it turns out that he thought he had Medicare. So they had appointments, everything set up for him to fly to go to the Mayo Clinic. I think I don't remember where the Mayo Clinic is. I think it's in Minnesota, if I remember correctly. He had everything set up to go out there. And then he gets the call. Sir, uh, your bill will be, I don't remember how many thousand dollars uh, his initial bill to come in. And he said, oh, oh, that's okay. I have Medicare. And they said, no, sir, you have Medicare Advantage and Medicare Advantage, a plan that you have, don't cover the uh, our our services. So it turns out he had to go elsewhere. And uh, I, I, if I recalled, uh, I don't think he's with us here any longer. But my point is that whenever you get the private sector into healthcare, watch out. Uh, you get the bells and whistles in the beginnings to, because we give you great care. And sometimes when you're healthy, that 
less expensive service or less expensive costs that you're spending on Medicare Advantage because it costs you less. Hey, it really looks like an advantage until you get sick. So now what's happening is you are going to, or rather what's happening now is organizations have done reports and calculations that show that that hefty profit that these guys are making, if instead of allowing these guys to exist and profit off of your illness, profit off of the government, getting those ca- that cash, if the government simply said, you know what? We will make the premiums free for standard Medicare. That's how much money is being wasted right now. That is how much money is being wasted by having Medicare Advantage. That is what the bribing to our organizations have cost us. So the story is titled, and Harry, I'm going to come to you, but I need to get this story started. Medicare Advantage overbills taxpayers by $140 billion a year, enough to wipe out Medicare premiums. Medicare Advantage is just another example of the endless greed of the insurance industry poisoning American healthcare, says a new report from Physicians for a National Healthcare Program. A report published Wednesday estimates that privately run government-funded Medicare Advantage plans are overcharging the U.S. taxpayers by over $140 billion per year, a sum that could be used to completely eliminate Medicare Part B premiums or fully fund Medicare's prescription drug program. Physicians for a National Healthcare Program, an advocacy group that supports transitioning to a single-payer healthcare system, found that Medicare Advantage overbills the federal government by at least $88 billion per year based on 2022 spending. That lower-end estimate accounts for a common MA practice such as upcoding, where diagnoses are piled up onto a patient risk assessment to make them appear sicker than they actually are, resulting in a larger payment from the federal government. But when accounting for induced utilization, the idea that people with supplemental coverage are likely to use more health care because their insurance pays for more of their costs, PNHP, that is the the Physicians uh, for National Health Care Program, estimated that the annual overbilling total as high as $140 billion. This is unconscionable, unsustainable. And in our current healthcare system, unremarkable, says the new report. Medicare Advantage is just another example of the endless greed of the insurance industry, poisoning American healthcare, siphoning money from vulnerable patients while delaying and denying necessary and often life-saving treatment. Even if the more conservative figure is accurate, PNHP noted, the excess funding that Medicare Advantage plans are receiving each year would be more than enough to expand traditional Medicare to cover dental, hearing, and vision. Traditional Medicare does not cover, uh, currently cover those benefits, which often leads patients to seek out supplemental coverage or switch to a Medicare Advantage plan. And here, hear me out here, because what's interesting is the Medicare Advantage charges the government more so that they can sell Medicare Advantage 
by telling people the government doesn't cover your ears without a supplemental pr- plan. The government doesn't cover your eyes, etc., without a supplemental plan. So they they charge the government more to to give you more that the than the government actually gives you. It's amazing that this is happening, and for that they make a profit. Now I want you to realize this. I want you to think about this. And for those online who can't hear because of the technical difficulties that we have, you can go to kpft.org and listen to it live on that stream. Those of, uh, if you take a look every day now, every several times an hour, you can listen to a Medicare Advantage uh, ad, a Medicare Advantage commercial constantly. Constantly, you can hear Medicare Advantage commercials. And you know how expensive commercials are. You know how expensive it is to, uh, to advertise on CNN, how expensive it is at, to advertise on ABC, CBS, MSNBC, and all these other stations. And every, every commercial break, you can find a Medicare Advantage ad. Who do you think is paying for that? That is, first of all, if you have all that money to spend on that commercial, that means that there's a lot of money not being spent on keeping you healthy. A lot of, and remember, when you go to the doctor, when you're on Medicare Advantage, you have to ask permission for procedures. So you're going in and they tell you you need a colonoscopy. And you go ahead and you try and you go and put it in and say, oh, no, you can't have it. You had it seven months ago. You got to wait for X amount of years because you are, you know, all, all of that is what you hear, but they always have enough money to place all these ads on TV, to put all these brochures out, to send out salespeople to your home and try to convince you. They send sales. I had a friend that sold Medicare Advantage and you know what he did? He went to all the old folks' homes, right? And he goes ahead and he he takes them. He, He had these cards, these Luby's cards, all of this paid for by the Medicare Advantage people. He would take them. He would go ahead and get 20 people, 20 old people. I'm taking you to lunch. And each of them got a Luby's credit card. And they go out there and they buy lunch and they, they talk to them and they give them all the advantages of taking out Medicare Advantage and take them in. Now, for that, for, for each of those people, that salesperson for every sales he made, he got a hundred percent of the first year that person paid for Medicare Advantage. Let me tell you the thievery, the theft that's in this system. But again, I understand for some people who, because of the costs, uh, they can't afford immediately to go on and say, I, I'm going to take the Medicare. Uh, the standard Medicare, because I simply do not have that premium. I simply don't have that premium. I get it. I honestly get it. The problem is, however, occurs. The problem is what happens too often is that that harms us in the aggregate. I'm going to continue with this subject, but let's bring Harry into the conversation. And then we'll take it afterwards. Harry, come on in. Oh, good morning. Buenos dias, hermano, uh, senor uh, Willis. How are you? 
I am doing fine, my friend. Talk to me. Uh, well, uh, you explained. Uh, you covered a lot about Medicare and Medicare disadvantage there. Uh, and the reason I say Medicare disadvantage is because that's the way Ralph Nader puts it. It's Medicare right. disadvantage. And as Tom Hartman, as I've listened on his program, I've heard him talk about friends who've been tricked into they think they have Medicare, but they get Medicare, uh, they, they, they get put on Medicare Advantage, which is Medicare Disadvantage, and it's just a scam, as you just explained right. there. And so what we got to do to get rid of this Medicare, because I think this happened under Bush when Medicare, or Bush 43, when Medicare Disadvantage got put in place here. We, people, we just have to vote in more progressive, as Eberto was always talking about, and Tom Hartman and other people are talking about even your uh, wise men there, Jack Van Dever and Howard Reynolds. We have to vote those people out, vote in people so we can get a single payer health care system and we can and Medicare will not be destroyed because these pirates just want to rob the American people and when you get a situation where you get sick, then they just make you pay out of pocket with that Medicare Advantage. As Tom Hartman has talked about many times, and and you as well, Eberto, and and other people who are like we, you know, who care about people, and they don't care about it just being privatized and being ripped off. You know, um, um, here here is here is the thing, um, Harry. Um, uh, and folks, the number is seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Again, that number is seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Please give us a call if you want to talk about this subject. I, I for there there are thousands, if not millions, of people in in the Houston area that are currently on Medicare Advantage, and I don't want these people. I mean, a lot of these people are going to be. We're going to throw a lot of angst onto them right now by making this. I'm I'm talking now to the people who are about to sign up. Don't be fooled into going to Medicare Part C. Go ahead and get standard Medicare. There are, however, circumstances where uh, because of finances, personal finances, that some folks simply cannot get, they cannot afford this. They they fall into this middle ground where they cannot afford to get standard uh, Medicare. And what happens is their only choice is Medicare Advantage. And what they need to understand at that point is, yes, you are going to be at a disadvantage if you get sick. I understand that. But if that's your only choice, that is your only choice. That is a statement of fact. Now, for those of you who can spend a few more dollars and get the standard Medicare, uh, remember, if you start out at Medicare Advantage and you get sick, going back to uh, standard Medicare is possible, but it is impossible for you to get what's called Medigap. And the reason why yeah. is whenever you start with Medicare, get Medicare Advantage, getting Medigap uh, is going to be going through the actuarial tables again. And because at that point you would be sick. You won't be able to get it or get it. You'll likely get it at a very high price. This is something exactly. that we need folks to understand. Harry, I get some other calls. So give me a one liner to close and then I okay, can I go to Nancy. To, yeah. Well, the, the, Medi- the Medicare gap, uh, Tom Hartman explained that as well. That helps pay right. for what you can't pay for out of, uh, pocket. So that's why you want to make sure you get that. And I, right. Well, it's a 20% coverage. That's what it is. The 20% coverage makes up that. And I wanted to say quickly, right. when you played that video earlier, who hires those people? Uh, Amer- American companies hire these people that come here illegally. If you would not hire them, 
They wouldn't come here. So they always talk about the border and all that. And some of that is racism because they don't want right. crowding of America. Thank you, Harry. Let me go ahead and go to Nancy. You have a wonderful okay, day. Thanks have for a good day. Come on in. We'll talk some more tomorrow. All right. All right come on right. in, Nancy. Um, District 7 has been newly designed. It's been stretched all the way south to Sugarland. It's been stretched uh-huh. all the way east to the Montrose. It's been stretched to the north to the Heights. And it's got a, I mean, if you don't know, people don't know they're, they're, they're District 7. They're in District 7. Anyway, there's two candidates that are running for that House seat, that union's House seat. And one of them is the incumbent, Libby Fletcher, who has been in the House for four years, has never sponsored expansion of Medicare, you know, from birth for all residents, which includes the undocumented. Okay, there's a, two serious candidates in this race, and it's going to be uh, registration in January, and the election early will be February, early voting. And, uh, Nancy, 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 please keep your vo- Nancy, please keep your uh, voice next to the handle because you're coming in and out. Continue, please. Oh, shoot. Okay, the two serious candidates are both Democrats. There's no Republicans in this race, uh, any serious ones. Tervez Agwan, A-G-W-A-N. He suffered, his family, um, his father suffered from illness and medical bills. And he is running in this, in this seat. He's a very um, brilliant candidate because he's not taking uh, lobbyist funding. He's not taking money from big health insurance companies and big oil. Lizzie Fletcher has been in the House four years. She has never sponsored this expansion, and he's for it. So, uh, people, if you want to know if you're in District 7 and you want Medicare from birth, because people get sick before they're 65, look up. Google, who is my House of Rep? And if it says Lizzie Fletcher, you know who you need to uh, consider Nancy, let me just say, let me just say something to Nancy here. Nancy, uh, first of all, thank you for bringing that important piece of information. And, and I tell you how important that is. Uh, going forward, as, uh, as Howard would tell us all of the times, vote the, you know what, out. And what he means by that is understand how these candidates, if they are elected, what they support. And what Nancy just pointed out is a very important feature. If our current incumbent in, in District 7 does, does not support uh, Medicare for uh, 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 single-payer health care, that's going to make sure the constitu- her constituents are taken care of. And there is a, somebody else in that election that will do that. You must you must start voting your interest to ensure, uh, you know, you may want to query, query her to make sure, do you support Medicare uh, for all or a single pair system? Nancy, I got to go to another call. Thank you for Thank you. Uh, giving us that information. Um, let's go ahead and go to Nola. Come on in, Nola. Dylan, I, I'm, I just want to first thank you for um discussing Medicare Advantage because I had no Mm -hmm. idea. I'm new to your show. I'm new to Medicare because I'm now responsible for helping my elderly mother 
who has dementia. Um, mm-hmm. And now I understand why they're kicking, trying to kick her out of skilled nursing centers so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand now why I have to keep appealing it. Um, she's requiring too much care, apparently. It's costing right. too much money. And I, I sincerely did not know until this morning that Medicare Advantage is not just actually Medicare. So, let I mean, me, I Nola, let me just tell you, let me tell you, Medicare Advantage is not Medicare. Let me just say, I want everybody to listen to this. Medicare is a government program. That ensures all the citizens of the United States after 65 will have health care no matter what. Medicare Advantage abuses the Medicare system to suck the money out of it, make a profit, and whatever is left over, they give you care. So if their profits fall, your cure will fall. If they, if, and that's, I, I need Americans to understand that. And Nola, I'm so happy that you found that out. Now, please make sure to be an advocate for people who are running that supports single payer health care that really takes care of all of us. Thank you so kindly, Nola, for calling Absolutely. in. Absolutely. All right. Let's go to Melissa. Come on in, Melissa. Hello. Hi, Alberto. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Um, my subject today would be um, uh, that because I'm I I, I kind of I'm hating on the on on the elderly right now because they get my friend just got uh, this uh, Medicare Advantage um, and mm-hmm. I still don't have health care right and I I work you know I'm an independent right. contractor but I don't they don't. You know, they don't give me access to get insurance. So, you know, that's that. Anyway, my... No, my, no, let uh, me... I, I want to take you up on that. I want to take you up on that. I want to take you up on that. No, that's no, no. Important. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I want to okay. get it all go out ahead. And, go then, ahead. and there you go. And then so my um my my subject is inmate. So he was an in, inmate, but his problem is, is that they don't want to give him his access to the regular Medicare because he doesn't have enough credit. So they gave him the Medicare Advantage, and he's seen all these perks. But like you said, um, I have I have to tell him that he's he, he's been incarcerated for so long that it's it's hard to explain stuff to him without him thinking that okay somebody else needs to tell me before I actually can believe it, right? So exactly, um, I'm explaining to him. Um, are trying to be his advocate, but at the same time, it's a challenge. So my my question is, how do what what's going on with all of the inmates who did do time in the system of working or whatever, but then got caught up, and then when they get out and they're so old that they can't get back into the workforce, what happens to all of their 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 monies? Their you know their the the four hundred ones and all of the stuff that you know we normal citizens have for retirement, you know, because I think he's uh, getting screwed around. Uh, Melissa, I don't have an answer for the inmate issue because I'm not I'm not up on to speed on that. But I can tell you one thing. Uh, keep doing keep trying to tell your guy if he has the option to go to standard Medicare. And if he doesn't want to listen uh, again, you've done your part. But as far as you not having health insurance while older people get it, uh, I, I, I get it. That is why you ought to, you have to be on board with us, pushing the politicians, as Nancy said, understand which one supports single payer. Single payer gets every single emergency. 
American citizen, just like in Canada, just like in France, health care. Every single American citizen. All my lines are super full, Melissa, but thank you so yeah. kindly for calling right. as usual. Okay. All right, let's jump to Johnny real quick. And folks, I'm all, I have to be going a little quick with everybody right now because all lines are on. Come on in, Brother Johnny. Mayor Johnny. Yes, first of all, Medicaid covers nursing home care, not, Medic, not, uh, not Medicare, it's Medicaid. Think of Medicaid as in being medicated, because that's what we do to people when we warehouse them in nursing homes and institutions. We medicate them. So Medicaid is the way to remember that. And if you want information on that, you can go Google Alex Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, Alex Lawson. Google him. He is the uh, director, I believe is his title, of MedicareWorks.gov. And he'll give social security work. No, no, social security works. That's where that's what he does. I stand corrected. I have a brain fart. Thank you for being my backup. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I've interviewed him like five or six times. Yes. He's an excellent resource, as is Tom Hartman. He has lots of resources, too. Yes. So we have three, three different siphonings of money that I can think of offhand. You have uh, Medicare Advantage, which is siphoning money off of Medicare and uh, senior citizens' banks, bank accounts. We have charter schools and vouchers that siphon off money, taxpayer money paid to public school education. And then we have uh, Marco Rubio in 2006, and most recently, Luis DeJoy, who is currently the so-called uh, head. The, U- the USPS, yeah, you know, uh, U.S. Postal uh, Service uh, Director. Who- Right, who Marco Rubio and the Republicans with a few uh, uh, centrist Democrats required the U.S. Post Office to pay, what was it, $5 million or $5 billion a year for 10 years straight. And that money's sitting there now, and the Republicans are salivating at it. And most recently, right. Louis DeJoy and his family, they uh, forced the United States Postal Service to engage in, an, an, I would argue, an unlawful rental agreement for office space or furniture to the tune of 120, was it $120 million dollars they are johnny they are you're correct i gotta go but i gotta go thank you so kindly for calling in what you said what johnny said absolutely sure we'll continue with that tomorrow let's go ahead and jump to joe come on in joe hey good morning Uh, how are you i'm fine talk to me joe hey man we don't see eye to eye uh oh, uh, I don't. Uh, Joe, please call back. Please call back because I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, let's go to uh, uh, something happened with the line. Let's go ahead and go to Art. Come on in, Art. Joe, call back, please. Yeah. Come on in, Art. You hear me? Yes, I can hear you. All right, cool. Uh, one, uh, so I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm noticing not something I just put together while listening to your show. So the the, uh, the government shut down, which I think would have been a good thing, uh, but they wouldn't have really shut down. That they shut down or that passed because they didn't. There was a dispute with the money with Ukraine. I think it was twenty four billion dollars, something like that. Now okay. here, <clears throat> here it is. Now yesterday I was talking, and this is where I connect to what you said earlier. I was talking to a couple of, you know, friends, different sides of the, of the aisle, I'll say, and I'm the independent. So both Sir, we don't have a lot of time, so please make your statement and, and tell me what so you're trying to say. Well, let's, let's not interrupt. $24 billion could have went to, you know, Hawaii, could have went to uh, the single-payer system. Is that is that true? Where that It's false, but go ahead. It's not there? true, but continue. So you don't think that $24 billion could have went to anywhere useful in America, the single payer? Or- Sir, 
no, uh, sir, let me tell you, first of all, I mean, no, no, no. Let me explain something to you. All right. I mean, uh, all this, all, first of all, I am, I I am not a a fan of funding Ukraine or anything like that. Let me just say that point. Okay. But that said, we, we started, uh, we started to fund Ukraine for a particular reason. It is, uh, we, we ought to finish that particular thing. And that Ukraine is not stopping us from spending the money that we need for Hawaii. Ukraine is not stopping us from spending the money for anything. Just like we had never, we, we never looked at our budget when we were given tax cuts. We do things that we need to do. What they never tell you is that we have a sovereign currency. We can really spend as much as we want. Eventually it'll catch up with you. But the issue, the issue here with Ukraine has nothing to do with anything except politics. And, and it has nothing to do with single pair. It has nothing to do with Hawaii. Anybody that's mm. using that as a concept is simply pulling your chains and they're trying to get you riled up that, about no, things that are mutually exclusive. I'm Go ahead. Continue. Okay, cool. No, that was it. That was, I don't know if that was something that. If it's no, it, gonna go no, here, it doesn't divert it over here. I, you know, no, it has know nothing to do. It has nothing to do. It's all digital. It's all digital. You know, they don't even print uh, the money. So, I, so have, as I'm saying, sir, money. don't fall for the crap. I get. It turns out we have a sovereign currency, and no, that that's the question. question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Thank you so kindly. Let's go to Joe again, real quick. Come on in, Joe. Hey, Berto. Sorry about that. Getting cut off earlier, but I wanted to. I wanted to tell you that. Um. You know. Uh, um. As a as a MAGA Republican, um, you know mm-hmm. I I appreciate the message that you you're sending out this morning. This this MAGA Republican agrees that um, one of the reasons we organize ourselves into a collective form of government is to take care of the 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 old right the medical bills right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a hundred percent you know for uh, um for you. I'm not there yet myself, but I'm I'm <laughs> one day hopefully I will be. And, um, mm-hmm. and and I, we definitely see eye to eye on this, man. Um, uh, speaking as a MAGA Republican, I appreciate uh, your show this morning. Well, you know, MAGA, Mr. MAGA Republican, you know, as I always say, I love you no matter that you're MAGA or otherwise. You know that, right? <laughs> well, do you say it like it's a bad thing? No, the, no, no. When I, well, I think Ma- there's a lot about MAGA that I think is bad. But you and I are going to talk about that, you know, as as you listen to my show and go on, because I still have hope right now that you're going to realize that. All you MAGA folks, I love you MAGA folks, all you MAGA folks have the same needs and wants of all we progressive folks. And you're going to see that. But what happens is we have external forces that are trying to separate us. And what I'm trying to do is make sure that those external forces fail. But I'm so happy that we that you already uh, put a stamp out there that you and I agree on this particular issue of taking care of our older folks. And you and I are going to agree on a whole lot of other things. And then we're going to sit down and say, well, how the hell are we different again? You're going to see. Exactly. But anyway, what is, exactly. give me a quick close. And you know what? We we hope the same for you, Egberto. We want to bring you on board. We want to we want to open your eyes to what we're saying. Just as just as uh, your your progressive listeners, uh, um, you know, the, we we want those guys to open their eyes as well and see the reality of the situation. Joe, uh, we got a deal. Time. We got a deal. All right. Let me go. Let me all jump right, to man. Brian real quick. Thank you, brother. Peace. Uh, Brian, come on in. Yes. Okay. Uh, first off, I disagree with abortion, and you agree with it, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, if a woman decides to have intercourse with five different men in one year, 
Do you agree with this uh, as, as, as statement? It's not a, I don't, I don't disagree or agree. That's none of my business. Okay. It's none of your business that a woman has an abortion five times in one year. Um, again, let me, let me tell you, I, 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 I am not going to, let me just tell you one thing, Brian, I want you to hear this and I want you to hear this. Will. um, the, the, the reason you are concentrating on this particular issue when the when everything is burning down around you is exactly why the people that are setting the fires that burn everything down around us is using this subject on you because they notice that it worked. I am not going to go there with you, my brother, but I'm going to tell you one thing. OK, okay? No, eventually you will point. see. No, no. I, OK, I made you talk. I'm speaking now. Eventually, my brother. Eventually, you will see that your your singular focus on certain issues were done by design to keep your eyes off the ball. But Brian, call back tomorrow when I'm not this full no, with calls. If I'm not this full with calls, and we'll have and we'll have a longer we'll have a longer conversation on this another time. I promise you. Thank you, sir. Let's go to a Bard. Yes, sir. Good morning, Maga. Good morning, sir. Make America great again. If you're against okay. that, then get out. That's it. I'm glad. So, no, I did, I, I, say that again. I, I missed it. MAGA stands for Make America Great Again. And if anybody listening is against that, then they can get out of the country. Plain but nobody. It, okay, hold on a second. Don't leave, Bart, because I want to make one thing very clear to you. Make America a great again to a lot of people. Let me tell you why it becomes offensive. Now, listen to what I'm saying. Uh, a lot of people in America are waiting for America to be great for them because America was never great for them. And what I'm asking guys that have that statement like you, Brother Bard, is to understand for those people who were whipped for those people who have yet to recover from what the country as a society has done to them, ill gains, etc., America was never great for them. So you, you cannot expect them to say, make America great for again, because again, assume it was for them. It was not. And you should have as a, as a human being, as somebody who claimed to love others, you should understand those who are telling you, I want to make America great. And making America great means health care for everybody. Making America great means all the good things for people. But unless we do that, those who have never had these things, America was never great for them. And they were born here. So uh, it's nice to have this rhetoric. It's nice to have a great rhetoric, but rhetoric doesn't make America great. Being great makes you great. You get where we're coming from, yes. Brother Bard? Yes. America's great for everybody. You go out no, I, you make sir, it great. Sir, you sir, it. again. You, get your, you go get I, it yourself. I, Nobody's going to give it to you. No, no, no. It's not about No, 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 no. You, it, to be able to get it yourself, I, don't drop this, brother. To be able to get it yourself, you have to be able to get it. Nobody's asking for a handout. They're asking to make sure we have a, a playing field for everybody. And if you are unable, my brother, to see that the playing field has never been even for everybody in this country, that is, in fact, the problem. Thank you so kindly, Bard. We'll talk another time. Anonymous woman, come on in.
points. So make America great again. America will always be great because there are those of us that will always work together. Two, the brother that was talking about abortion, why is it that when women go out and sleep with whoever, the woman is the only one held accountable? And three, professors, Wolf's book, the, the system, the, the, the sickness is a system. That's all I have to say. Great job, Alberto. Have a great day. Thank you so kindly, Miss Anonymous Woman. All right, Peter, come on in. You got 30 seconds. Good morning. Thank you so much. So, yeah, I was just going to say it's a great teachable moment with Matt Getz and the whole raid that's happening in Washington, D.C. And what we really need to do is make it a teachable moment and empower, you know, right-minded, right-minded people, you know, thinking like us, Egberto, and our district, like we could see. Peter, I, I appreciate it. Peter's running for us. District 2, folks. Look him up. Look him up. Peter, what's your last name? Real quick. Mr. Feller, Peter Feller. Thank you so much, Egberto. There you go. We'll look, look him up, folks. Anyway, folks, uh, let me throw it right back to the studio. Absolutely great show today. Uh, we enjoyed hearing from Brian, who uh, believes the muddy water. And uh, we also enjoyed hearing from Johnny. And Jack, do you have any wisdom for us today? No, I was answering the phones. I couldn't even hardly think. <laughs> hey Joe, I mean, hey. First of all, I want to thank I want to thank Van Beber like no other. The phones just kind of blew up, and Van Beber was able to handle it all. Jack our Van man Bibber, Jack, our man Jack. Anyway, folks, um, I want to thank Jack Van Beber. I want to talk thank Howard Reynolds. We've had technical difficulties. Neil Aquino, I'll get that fixed today. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you know how I end this, baby. I am what. Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.